good, y'all? And welcome back to episode 11 of the Past Dead Prime Podcast. It's your boy, Dub. And I'm here with my host, Panel. Introduce yourselves, man. But Coles, a.k.a. Marcus. Follow me on uh, Twitter, Clooney Clobane. Follow me on uh, Instagram, Marcus underscore, underscore Costanza. Let's get it. I'll let your boy, it's your boy Emilio, EA Sports 718. Let's make it do what it do. It's your boy Malcolm Coles, aka Combs. Uh, follow me on all platforms, underscore Combs914, underscore. And shout out to whoever's holding down Combs914. I see you won't give it up, I say. <laughs> I've been checking, no, you won't give it up. Somebody got my name, Combs914, and they won't give it up. So I got the underscores in front of mine and after mine, so you already know. Man, you said somebody holding it down. <laughs> hey, you can follow me, your boy Dub, the moderator, at Dubs on Deck on Instagram and on Twitter. And um, we're here. It's uh, June 17th, Father's Day weekend. Uh, NBA Finals is behind us. Uh, gentlemen, what's up? Long time no uh, see. It's, uh, it's been a while since we had a semi-full house. You know, we just missing one. A boy, Slime. Slime Gordon. He's, Slime. he's not in today. <laughs> But, you know, we're going to hold it down on his behalf. But how y'all doing, gentlemen? How's y'all weekends? Any any updates? How's life? You know, what's up? Life is good, man. I can't complain. I had a good Friday night. Went to Dinosaur Barbecue. I ain't been there in a while. Had the legendary donkey punch. Had two mm-hmm. of those. Oh, so you was right. Two of those. <laughs> had, um, they get you right. Some, <laughs> some catfish. With mm. the mac and cheese, mm. some Wait, greens. Yeah, yeah. Cheese yourself. Oh, yeah. Sweet potatoes. Cheese yourself this weekend. It's John Cena. Friday night. The John Cena. Just got paid. You know The John Cena dinner. Ah, I think I, I, I'm, I, I can't call that John Cena dinner. I'm going to call that the big show. The big show. <laughs> big show dinner. We'll call that the big show dinner. Walking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As Flex would say, it's the big dog pit bull. <laughs> Feel me? Can't afford that big ball. <laughs> Yo, that's definitely was a big ball of bread. Big ball of bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's how that's how the Mac is right there. I can't so, even. You know, met up, met up, met up, met up with some good friends. Friends of friends of the show, actually, my boy Terry, my boy Jeff, you do all the visuals you see for us on Past Day Prime. He came up with the logo, all of that. So shout out to Jeff on his birthday. Got to celebrate with him, but uh, that was my Friday night. Nothing, nothing crazy. What about y'all? I ain't do shit. <laughs> um, I gave Wayne a ride to his crib. Told him to You're a clown. <laughs> and went to sleep. Played some WWE 2K17, but that's about it, man. Sound good. Watch gang, huh, for Friday night. Yo. I, I don't know, man. I mean, but you got man, something in store for the rest of the weekend. I like, do. You know I got a little day party today, man. Yeah, it is. A little creepy having a slow wine in a minute. I mean, <laughs> big tune. <laughs> big tune. Oh, Lord. No. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> oh, man. That was horrible right there. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. But I feel the spirit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm trying to join you with that later. I actually, uh, yesterday was my brother's birthday, so me, him, and my mother, we went out to dinner. Went out to Yumi's Hibachi. Shout out Jeremy. You got, right, got some, got some good food. Shout out to my big bro, thirty second birthday. Shout out to you, man. They holding out for a minute. But uh, yeah, man, uh, that was my weekend. I'm trying to, like I said, trying to turn up with y'all later. See what tomorrow got in store. Tomorrow's Father's Day, so you know, take pops out to eat, and then you know, kind of the night is mine. So hey, we'll see what's up. Softball Sunday. You know, laying the low. Softball Sunday tomorrow. You already yep. know, weather permitting. Oh, oh yeah, it was raining tomorrow. Oh, definitely, yeah. I was chilling. Some new music came out this week. I listened to the new Two Chains hey. album. I like. Oh, that it. dropped this I week. Like last Friday, Friday, boys, Friday. bitch. Okay. Came out. I like Pretty it. Girls like trap music. Yeah, sure, trap music. Sure, not. 
I'm yes. sorry, no. I like two chains. Can we cut two chains though? Round one, two chains. My guy, two chains. Pretty girls like trap music. Get it? Four AM. That's my shit with Travis Scott. Hey, this guy knows nothing but trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue cheese with Migos. My songs. What do you mean? Was he talking about? I have no idea what he's talking about that song. I can't with y'all. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. No, I know. It's a vibe. The blue cheese and the clean. Rihanna video I seen on Friday with Khaled. I seen Rihanna looking good. Looking real good. This Khaled. is an unpopular opinion, but Rihanna's regular. I don't know why I got that. She's regular. She's regular. Here goes. As they say in Brooklyn, Shout out to Brooklyn. Open them up. As they say in Brooklyn, she's regular, degular. Nah, she kind of she she fighting old little she's sexy in old little way, man. She's I feel you on the fact that she's Reggie, but like she still got sex appeal. Like her sex appeal is up there, which makes her fire. Like her sex appeal makes her fire. You feel me? I know you understand me when I say that at least, right? Her sex appeal makes her fire. If she's from the hood, you wouldn't even look at her. But she's not from the hood though. She got millions in hot songs. <laughs> you can put any regular bitch makeup in hot songs. To be honest, she's a Ciara with tattoos and sex appeal. Ciara mm. fire too though. I was gonna say like, yeah, well, like yeah. both from regular, the both regular, regular I guess. But I mean, at the end of the day, they they still fire and they don't write. Okay, they still fire and they don't write. I don't see it. I feel it. Okay, everybody can't be Nicki Minaj, guys. Right. Like I get it. Everybody Nicki Minaj is not even Nicki, on my like, list. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. Coles in the 90s, all right? <laughs> it's in the 90s. Get Brandy and Monica out of here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, get your mans. Get your mans. Oh, man. Man, you can hear more from us. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Past Their Prime. You can follow us on Instagram at Past Their Prime 5. And you can hit us up. Uh, via our Gmail at Past Their Prime 5. Yo, Slime. Yeah. What's going player? Ain't nothing, man. About to record the Past Day Prime podcast with the Brodies. Yo, the last one was fire, my nigga. What you got for this week? In today's episode, we're going to delve into the NBA draft. The NBA draft is upon us. It's coming up. What is that? June 20... Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. What is that? The 23rd? 22nd? 22nd, I believe. 22nd, 7 Eastern. So we're going to delve into that. And as usual, we're going to talk alternative facts, law firm mediocrity, and Past Day Prime segments but before we jump into the preview uh, let's give a quick uh, round of applause i guess to the 2016-2017 nba champions uh golden state warriors they uh beat uh the cleveland cavaliers in a four four to one series uh finals mvp kevin durant much to my chagrin but uh nonetheless he i guess he earned it he deserved it to an extent he uh, averaged 35 points, eight boards. Yeah. <laughs> you sound hurt saying this. I do. I, I, am I, I am a little hurt. I am a little hurt. I am a little hurt. He uh, averaged 35 points. No, it's not a roast. It's not a roast. Congrats or That is a congrats. <laughs> no, I mean, he averaged 35 points, eight boards, five assists. You know, he was very deserving of the finals MVP. He had, he had 39 in that game, five closer. You know, uh, to the opposition of LeBron, who had 41 in that game, five. You know, shout out to LeBron, although in the loss, a bad loss, you know, considering, you know, the odds. He still became the first player to average a triple-double in uh, NBA Finals history, averaging 33.6 points, 12 boards, and 10 assists. So uh, that's our little Finals recap. I don't know if you guys got anything to say, any congrats, any... I got to say shout out to my guy, Steph, Draymond. Payback for last year, LeBron. 
Yo, yeah, that I one. mean, a lot of trolling going mm-hmm. on. I like it. It's it's, it's, it's a, cool. It's I great. know you saw the shirt where it said the red twenty three is greater than the blue twenty three. Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, for the culture. Nah, dude, the back and forth, like I like that. For the people who classify it as beef, it's not beef. It's not real. So calm down. This is in the sport of the game. They're friends. They're friends. So you know, this is this is definitely in in the spirit of the game. So you know, shout out to LeBron and Draymond for being good sports. Um, but like I said, let's delve into it. Uh, the NBA draft is upon us. Uh, typically, you know, you've heard us talk about Markel Fultz, uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, Josh Jackson, and the likes. So, you know, we're going to have our host delve into it a little bit more, talking about the best player in the draft, pretty much give our takes on the lottery, the top 14, and, you know, give us some takes as to who they think is going to be the sleeper of this draft. So, uh, who wants to be the first to elaborate and give their takeaways on this upcoming draft. A lot of implications going on. You know, the Celtics have the number one pick. You know, we've seen it uh, recently that, you know, there's some talks with the 76ers willing to trade up. They're looking to swap picks. I don't know the exact parameters. I know uh, our car, Costa, Coles is going to dive into that a little bit more. I know he got some hot takes on that. So, I mean, who wants to give us? Who wants to start? We, we, we he want, knows a lot start. of burgers in Philly. We want, want, they they know a lot of burgers in Philly. <laughs> and they know. Cole is definitely our resident Philly analyst. Anything Philly-based, he's definitely that guy. Where you want to start, man? You but uh, let's start uh, Let's start with uh, the best player of the draft. Who do you think is the, the best prospect of this upcoming draft? Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz, undeniably. And the, undeniably. And why is and that? The, why is you know that? what? When you watch him, I'll say this. I watch way more Lonzo Ball. Then Marco Foles because he played for Washington. They they come on in weird times in the East or oh, West Coast. Excuse me, but um, when you really it's watch, not a top flight program. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> when you really watch Marco Foles, and you really look at it, he's I can't describe it. But when you look at him, he just had that presence on the court. He reminds me of a lot of James Harden. He's a big guard. He's athletic. He he's he's finishes. He's creative in offense, and he just does a little more for me than Lonzo Ball does, especially when it comes to offensively. And honestly, a couple months ago, if you'd asked me, I had Lonzo Ball my second prospect. I don't, I don't anymore. No, you don't. Why is that? Why? Um, I just no Deontay Fox. He just that those performances I see, like he just so I. So, question: You think Deontay Fox is a better player or a better point guard? Player. Okay. And point guard. Woo! Wow. I don't know about that. And Lady. point guard. <laughs> I don't know about that. When I... S- All right. I say player. <laughs> I say player. Yeah, I, say player. Yeah, I, say I don't know player. about that. <laughs> but he could be a hell of a point guard, though. Who, okay. Who's ceiling do you think is higher? Who's ceiling do you think is higher? Lonzo. Lonzo? I think he brings more. I think DeAndre Fox is a better basketball player. He knows how to put the... The rock in the basket. But I think as far as galvanizing your team, making other your teammates better... And matching up with the other point guard that guarded him. Well, granted, the Aaron did him twice when they fought about defense, though. He could play defense too, but I, I think he's more of a. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think he he's he's more of a scorer first than a facilitator. I think Lonzo is a facilitator first than a scorer. I'll say this: If I'm the Lakers, I'm taking Lonzo Ball. They need a facilitator. Okay. Which is more than likely what they're gonna do. I mean, yeah. we see recently, you know, he worked out for them and, and all of that. So. Let's just say, like, if the Lakers or Philadelphia they had picks before him, I'll, I'll for both teams I'll take Lonzo Ball. He shoot better than Johnny Fox. But say a team like Sacramento was there, number two slot, I'll take Fox. Okay, I can't be mad at that if you want to take Fox. So you think um, who's even better? Josh Jackson is, is, or Lonzo Ball? Is Fox realistically going in the top three? Is he yeah, in the top three possible? Yeah, is it possible? Okay. Reports are saying that... I, me personally, in, in the mock drafts that I've looked at, I haven't seen his name in the top three ever. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I've seen him. He's been, like, about 
five to he's been in that five to ten range. <clears throat> but top three, I haven't seen that. What I'm hearing is that um he he's having a great uh, workouts and that he's really impressive. You know I don't people. put no stake in no workout. But that's what I say. I feel you. Understandable. So his his name definitely going to going up the uh, charts as as you see Malik Monk's names kind of slipping a little bit. But um. So you think Markel Fultz is the best player in the draft? Yes. Okay. And when you look at his highlights, yo, the way he just splits the defense and he says he's, he's always control his body and like he he that boy's bad. It's a bad boy. Okay. Um. But yeah, I had a question for you. Who do you think is better, Josh Jackson or Alonzo Ball? Right now. Right now and for the future, who would you take? Right now, I think Lonzo Ball is better, but I think eventually Josh Jackson will be better. Okay, I agree with that. Fair enough. I think Josh Jackson has potential to be best player in the draft. Yep. Potential I, to be it. I could uh, I could agree with that. Go ahead, e. Give us uh, a... Yeah, best, best player in this draft? Don't you say his name, Jason Tatum. You say his name. He's not going <laughs> to say that. He's better than You that. know what? <laughs> I, I, I want to double down with Coles, but I think I'm going to go in a different direction and go with the guy from Chino Hills, Big Baller Brand. Big Baller Brand? Like I like it. Lonzo Ball, I think, I like it. is the best player right now in this draft. If you ask me right now who's the best player out of all these people we just named, plus the ones we haven't yet, I think Lonzo Ball is the best player in this draft. So if they have the number one pick, I would lean towards drafting him. Would you have any reservation for his father? Nah, yeah, that's, that's his father's not employed by me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if I'm a, if I'm a team, you see here, here a magic where he rubbed him the wrong way by not allowing him into the, uh, to the uh, workout. <laughs> They're having a second one where Lonzo, where 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 Levar is going to be allowed to come. Okay. What do you? I sort of off the top. We you, you see how the sons now wearing the sneakers. Except for the youngest one, uh, what's his name, Lamelo? Mm -hmm. He's still wearing the uh, Jordans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the other two are wearing the big ball of brand sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man. But yeah, that's that's who I think is the best player in the draft right now is Lonzo Ball. And Combs, what up? Right now, I would have to agree, Lonzo Ball is probably the best player in the draft. Mm. But I've been watching the NBA Network, <laughs> Dennis Scott and them boys. And Dennis Scott is the ugliest man on TV. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to my son. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that to my son. Come and on. He's still got Reggie Miller doing games. <laughs> Talking about that, that is Scott the ugliest man on TV. There's one guy not getting a lot of love that's very intriguing to me, you know? And the right team, the right team. sure you want to mention him now? We're going to go into sleepers. I'll be a sleeper. Okay. Well, he's, he's in the top five, I think. Um, no, he's in the top five. Yeah. He's not a sleeper. Right. Jonathan Isaac. Oh, boy. Oh, God. I like it. He's one of those guys. Yes. You one of those guys? Now, now oh, man. if he can find a way to Minnesota with Thibodeau, I like it. That's all I'm gonna oh, say. Right. I like his potential yeah, on, right. on the Minnesota Timberwolves. What's he doing? Uh, What's his skill? Him in big cat up front. He, he may. You think he's gonna fall that far? Yeah. Do you think he's I gonna mean, fall? I seven. I, I don't. You think? Okay. I know, I know that's what they haven't projected. The thing that, is, but if he can avoid Sacramento, that's the thing right there. Now, you're if right, Sacramento yeah. gets Sacramento's him. It's, it's over. It's done. Now you definitely want to see. Cut this out. Cut this out. I can't say that because since on since Cousins is gone, they found ways. What's the guy that played Kentucky last year? Scott Scott. Holy sign. No, he's dying. Scala Breezy or Scala? Will he call he's dying? No, no, there's two guys. Oh, Scala, oh, Scala, yeah, Scala, yeah. yeah, he was he was considered a bust until they until they got rid of um cousin. Then now he's always catching alley oops and shooting <laughs> mid range shots. And Will Kyle Stein looks better. So he, they showing they can use big guys who are athletic. I wouldn't say it's a complete death sentence if he goes to Sacramento. I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe in him. I don't believe in him. I believe I don't believe in him. I believe in Vladi. Who's coaching Sacramento? That mess out there. Dave 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 Yorga. 
I don't believe anything over there. <laughs> I don't believe anything you got just But you're said. right. Minnesota would be the best spot for him. If he could yeah. avoid a Delhi, Orlando, and Sacramento. Exactly. exactly. Orlando loves a big man, too. He can get the Minnesota. <laughs> Facts. Orlando <laughs> loves a big, big man. man and don't do that. But yeah, if, right? if he can get him to Minnesota with Thibodeau, coach him up, put him in the right system around Big Cat, Wiggins, Levine. I think it's potential right there. Let's test him real quick. Prosper. Let's test him real quick. I, I watch this guy a lot. Trying to figure out what people else see. What's his skill? What's he doing? Long, he's rangy. That's why I said. That's why I said. You get him to Minnesota. If you get him to Minnesota, what's he do? What's he do? It's not. It's not about what he does right now. Thank you. Thank you. He's about to him up. You got to coach him up. No, you remind me. He's six ten. He's six ten. Two what? Two twenty probably. Two fifteen. Get him in the weight room. Get him in the lunch room. And coach him up. What's that bum? coach's job. He's six ten. Bum that came out of yeah. What's that bum that came out of Indiana a couple years ago? When really early. No Volick? Yes. <laughs> that bum. That when I got Draymond squatted in the playoffs. He's like, that guy. I tried to dunk on Draymond. No, sir. No, sir. Yeah. That guy. Well, since we're talking about him, can I, can I jump to my biggest bus? Can we talk about him? I mean, yeah, sure. Well, he's your not. biggest bus. Jonathan Isaac, my oh, biggest bus. No, I agree talking about right. players that you think are going to maximize their potential. I think I... Let me say that. Yeah. Guys who are in the top lottery right now... We're in the top 14. We're in the top 14. I just think are not going to be it. Exactly. But, like, you're right. He could be a bust if he goes to Orlando or Sacramento. Like I said, if he gets to Minnesota, that's the key. Major I've key. watched this guy play. Because, right. I, I, you know, I like college basketball, and I've heard his name all season, saying this mm-hmm. guy could be the top player in the draft, blah, blah, blah. And Florida State, for some reason, is always on TV. I'm they are. Why, I'm oh, like, Florida on State is a good program. They are, TV but for, they're on TV a lot. They are. So I say a lot of this man... And you're right. Every now and again, he gets a steal. Like, dunk on someone. Every now and again. But for the most part, he's the biggest guy in the court doing nothing. He's out there kind of roaming the court. There's no plays for him. He, they say he can shoot. He doesn't shoot the ball, though. Like, he's an okay rebounder. He's His best trait right now, defense. He, 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 he's had the ability to switch off on a three, four, or five. Mm-hmm. He's very athletic. He is apparently stamina. He never sits. Long and rangy, Cole. But for someone who doesn't sit... He has no stats. It's like he, he finishes the game with like two points, six rebounds, two blocks, a steal, and then everyone goes crazy for it. Oh, look at the potential. Look at the potential. He had a three-pointer. Okay, you only took like two, but the whole season you hit one. Congratulations. So I don't see like the big hoopla about him, and he's one of those guys that he's either going to get you fired or praised. And in about six years, you're going to be like, this guy's a genius for taking him, or it's going to be like, this guy got fired within two years because it's terrible. Mm-hmm. He said it best. A lot of guys play basketball. Not like, how'd you say? A lot of guys play basketball. Not a lot of guys understand basketball. Don't, don't, like don't, <laughs> don't, don't explode it. Don't explode it, man. Don't explode it. Go ahead. What I said is, and I didn't really say this. I, I got this from, quote, unquote, top five Draymond, where he said a lot of people can play basketball, but not a lot of people know how to play basketball. There's a difference. True indeed. I don't think Isaac fully understands Understands like how a basketball yet, and that's where Tom Tibbs. Yeah, and that's where that's I, I understand. Understand. exactly coach him up, Tibbs. Coach him up. He really has to land in the perfect situation yes. for him to maximize. And you're right. If he goes to Orlando. That's kind of what it is with Gordon and he block uh, and he blocker. Anybody like Gordon and um Bismack. Bismack. <laughs> you're right. He'll be stuck behind them. And Jeff Green's still there. I don't know what they're doing over there. They don't have a GM yet. I don't think. The question is, is he next KG or is next Perry Jones? That's the question. Whoa, he ain't Perry. <laughs> Perry's overseas right now. He ain't Perry, all right? Hey, we'll be in the NBA. It's all I know. Perry Jones was better in college than Isaiah was in college. 
Wait, you're, was, uh, you're just comparing um, Jonathan Isaacs to KG. That's what you just did. No, I'm saying. I mean, I'm saying like <laughs> he's saying like like potential wise. Like, is yeah. he gonna like could he maximize to be a KG or is he gonna be a bust to the degree of like? Uh, you, if you think I, about, I, don't, I don't even think at his max he can he can sniff with KG. I mean, if you, if you if you stare, he doesn't like, have the raw talent like KG. Has. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what talent, it is. Like exactly. KG if, was raw. Like, if you stare at what they're saying about him though, they're saying that he's a big man who can who can guard three spots. He can shoot the but ball. But he can't play the post like KJ. But, it's, not, but KJ couldn't play the post either. When, but don't forget, when but KJ, KJ, when KJ least, first uh, got there, he literally could just dunk on you and block shots. He was great, he's great at doing that. He's far better than Jonathan Isaac. Don't get me wrong. You're right. But Jonathan Isaac... Yeah, I don't want that comparison again. I don't want I mean, that. They're just comparing him to. They're comparing him. <laughs> saying... Who's they? Like, dog, <laughs> my dog. They don't want you to win. You know that. Right. <laughs> the comparison I got was Charles Lewis. <laughs> okay, I respect that more. No, no, he he. Rashad Lewis was a problem in Seattle. Let's not, let's not, let's not. I'm saying, I'm saying, Rashad Lewis. Rashad Lewis was a sniper. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right? yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking that, about. Yeah, okay, this guy here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's even working. This, this, um, the the potential to say, oh. He can sh- if he has a good form of the free throw line, he could potentially be a good three point shooter. No. Well, what, what? It doesn't work that Everyone way. Everyone always says that way. It always says that. <laughs> you could tell a guy has potentially be a shooter by the form of the free throw line or his free throw percentage. Fuck out of here, right? I don't want to get better at shooting. If you don't go to Vegas all summer or party all summer, go to this club, that club, and it's called the gym. Get the gym, <laughs> get them shots up. Your shooting can get better. I got you. That's all I'm gonna say. I got you. All right, so let let let's um let me transition. Let, let me go um what were you would you say your bust? Oh, yeah. not really bust. You were analyzing my reaches. Players, yeah, within the top four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe a reach. Might be a reach. Uh, so and who did you say you said um Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac. Isaac? Um, who wants to? I I saw somebody this week. Yeah, they hurt uh, me. And of course, it's linked to my Knicks. Uh, and then. Ugly the NBA draft, you know, you say a brother man, brother man, brother man. <laughs> then we have a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, no offense to my white people, but when it comes to the NBA, I want a black guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But this guy, Luke Kennard, <laughs> out of Duke, who somehow, I'm sure, is a very smart guy. I'm sure he talked to Phil, probably blew him out of the water, knew all the triangle stuff. I'm sure he didn't talk to Phil. <laughs> I, mean, he didn't talk to I don't think Phil is working. <laughs> Why no, I see, that? No, no, no. I, I see actual footage. <laughs> I thought Phil was I've seen footage from there. Yeah. I've seen footage of Phil in the building. He's in the building? That's what I mean. He's in the building. He took a vision. He took a vision. We're like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> he gave him a packet. He gave him a packet, a triangle packet. Phil's probably busy saying, <laughs> send me, a. Yo, send me his footage from Duke. I'll watch it at my leisure. <laughs> he gave him a triangle Q&A, I think. Uh, but You seen Rob? Rob's not here? Oh, all right. But, um, and that's that's it right there. Luke Kennard, that's my biggest potential bust. And, of course, for the Knicks. I think Phil is looking for someone who fits a triangle. Not really the best player. Um, if Dennis Smith was there, or if it came down to Monk, Smith, or Kennard, I feel like Phil probably would draft Kennard, the safe pick. But, you know, this ain't college. Uh, no brothers in the NBA will eat him up, I feel like. He's in the fastest <laughs> guy. He's in the best ball handle. He can shoot. I'll give him that. Ball can shoot. So do you think he's going to be like a Kyle Korver type potential? Like how 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 do you how do you? I don't think he's at the athleticism guy like Kyle Korver. What's it like right now on Utah? What's what? Joe Inglis? Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. Joe Inglis. Like, Joe Inglis can dribble better than him. Don't show Luke Kennard. Don't show him short. Yeah, don't do that. Show him dribbling against college guys. When that brother man's up on him in the NBA, getting paid to beat him up. Hold on, I gotta see it. Hold on, we gotta see it. We didn't see it. Go Jamie Red dribble in college. Hold on, I gotta see it. Hold on, don't do that. Don't do that. dribbling his senior year in college. Don't do that. Old Kennard. We didn't. We didn't see. Yeah, we didn't see Kennard dribble against college players. We saw him eat up college players. Yeah, twenty a game. Exactly. So 
Well, I agree with you. He is a reach at, at number eight, but he's not. I don't even a bust. Like I think he'll be a, a good role player for years to come. I just don't want him at eight. I ain't got time for this. Question. Yeah, I don't have time for him at eight. I don't have time for a role player Knicks, for year to yeah, come at eight. The Knicks aren't established. Like, that's not like the last guy we drafted. The Knicks aren't established to start going after role players. We need a star. We need exactly. a, we need a guard to get in there and ruffle some feathers up a little bit. Okay, I agree. My reach is this man from uh, Texas, Jared Allen. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. What's he doing? <laughs> exactly. Center from Texas. I saw a few yeah. Texas games. Mm-hmm. He's good, but I think he left way too early. I think he's banking on his size getting him in the draft. Right now, they have him projected going 12 to mm-hmm. the Pistons, and I don't understand when they have Andre Drummond, Drummond yeah. and Henry Ellison from last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand what you bringing in Jared Allen is about at 12. I think it's a reach. Granted, he did average 13 and 8, but... How big is he? I don't think this is... Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think this is a reincarnation of Miles Turner. I don't think so, guys. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he could have used another year in college. So I think yeah. that's going to be a reach. There are a couple guys. There are a couple big men could use a couple of years of college. Yeah. Like Justin Patton, too. And Creighton. He's definitely leaving a little bit too <laughs> yeah. early for me. I think he could have used that extra year as well. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Only time to tell, but I definitely don't think Jared Allen deserves to be a lottery pick. If I were, if I were a team, I wouldn't look at him higher than 15. It's funny because the, the, the mock draft that I'm looking at right now has him at 16. They, yeah. Have, <laughs> yeah. they have him going to, to the Bulls. Yeah, I wouldn't go any higher than that. Okay, and uh, let's uh, – sleepers. Who, who, who's the guy who you think is going to, you know, be be on, you know, low-key, make a little noise, you know? Sleep <clears> – <throat> My boy John Collins, Wake Forest. I like him. He's a he's a throwback power forward. He's big. He's nasty. He's athletic. He's another. He's another one of those guys that he's another one of those guys where he has to be in a perfect situation. Like he's a, he probably needs a power, a center that can shoot because he can't shoot that much that great yet. Even though he has some ability to hit some mid range shots, he's not a shooter yet. And to use him effectively, you can't. I mean, in today's I mean, yeah, you can't have two. Big man who can't shoot anymore, <laughs> just down there, clog up space, and this pick and roll ever. He reminds me a lot of Fareed, and as you see now, when you have a big man who also can't shoot, that's a Fareed. Fareed's useless. <laughs> but when you put Fareed to center and more space out there, he can move around. He can move around. He's more effective. So he's my sleeper. I have also another sleeper, Harry Giles. Sleeper. Really? Sleeper. Sleeper. He was a normal player in high school. What? He was a normal player in high school. Mind you, he's, he's gone through two ACL series. I know that. And which, what we saw this year at Duke was and a man... And cracked the rotation at Duke. What we saw a man at Duke was a man who just removed from ACL surgery for the second time. We saw a man that obviously went his whole life being the most athletic on the court. And he's still trying to get that back. When I say Sleeper is, he's 6'10". And moves like a, like a small forward. If he can... He's only 20 years old, I believe. If he can just... If, if someone gives him time... To develop and teach him the game of basketball, he should stay in college. He should stay in college, but I understand when your time comes, if you get that call like, "Yo, you mean top 15, You go. I understand that. But if he's someone, if he goes to a team like the Spurs or like a team that, that has no problem building you up and letting you and letting you gradually become into your own, he can become dangerous in a couple of years, maybe maybe like five, six years if he's still around. Twenty, by the time he's twenty-five, if he gets, to, let's just say, he gets his athleticism back or some some type of it back, he can be. A steal. I think he's gonna. Drop, I think gonna drop even further. They have him right now eighteen. I would be surprised if he goes like twenty, twenty-five. So like an actual good team. I think so too. I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Man. Is he even working out? 
Yeah, he working out. Like he, okay. he's working out. You know, he's one of those as Combs call him the uh, warrior work, uh, war, workout, workout warriors. warriors. <laughs> no, he probably in the gym throwing it down and doing all crazy stuff. And guy, they feel like ooh, ooh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> when you watch him, you know he has no clue to basketball right now. The man has no clue. He, he, he obviously went his whole life just like dunking people, like doing whatever he wants. But he's not there yet. But I think in a couple of years he might be something. Okay. My sleeper for this draft, although he's ranked high, I still need to shed some light on him. I don't think enough critics or analysts are bringing his name up. He's from the school of Westbrook. <laughs> straight, straight out of Vietnam. <laughs> Fayetteville, North Carolina. His name is Dennis Smith Jr. You heard it here first. He might be one of the top three players in this draft. No, he will be. Not even might. He will be. Mm. One of the top Whoa. three players in this Whoa. draft Whoa. when you look at this draft five years from now. Whoa. Dennis Smith Jr. Write that name down. Who spot are you taking? Fultz, Lonzo, or Josh, or Fox? Take one of those spots. I don't know who it is. I just know when you look back at this draft, you're going to say, wow. In five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be after his rookie deal is done and he re-ups. Everybody's going to be like, yo, this guy right here? Mm-hmm. He's from the school of Westbrook. Does <laughs> your opinion change because of the Knicks? What was that? If, does your opinion change if he goes to the Knicks? Would the Knicks ruin, ruin him? If they somehow take him? If he goes to the Knicks, you know, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> if he goes to Dang, the Knicks. See how the whole tone changed? Like, <laughs> what do you want from the Knicks? Only Gusto gone. As a Knicks fan, do you want Right now, as a, first first of all, put that fan in quote unquote. Right now, <laughs> Knicks guy. Until Phil, <laughs> until Phil Jackson leaves the premises, <laughs> I cannot support the New York Knickerbockers. I can't support this right now. So right now, I got a lot of friends, people asking me about the Knicks. I said, I have nothing to say until Phil Jackson leaves because right now, it's in a state of emergency. It's, it's, it's chaos. It is. James Dolan wants to be petty because people kept telling him, bring in a basketball guy to run the New York Knicks. Mm. He got one of the most qualified basketball guys, and now people are saying, fire him because he's not doing a good job. And he's saying, no, my job was to bring in a basketball guy. I did that. I signed him for five years. So he's staying for that five years. So now that he's done three years and done absolutely nothing, for the next two years, I'm going to do absolutely nothing and just leisurely watch these games at my leisure. <laughs> so I'm not, quote unquote, a fan, as you would say right now, the New York Knicks. And my sleeper pick, <clears throat> excuse me, will be this guy, Josh Hart, out of Villanova. Mm. Now... Now, he may not be the most talented guy in the draft, but if you look down the draft 10 years from now, he might be the season's model. He might be 10, year, 10 years. Yes. So we got to give him 10. Well, I'm just saying in, in the long run. Dennis Smith 5. Like. The, I'm not giving him 10. I'm saying in the long run. Oh, okay. 10 years well, later. He's, a senior, at, right, he's already coming in like a 20. I'm saying, yes. He's the old man. 10 years be 33. I'm saying, come in. <laughs> 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 you gotta, 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 you or another team that needs a three that would definitely be an upgrade. Or another team needs a three and D guy. I think he can come in there, do the job well. He may not be the best player, like a Dennis Smith or Fox or Alonzo, but he'll be a very consistent player. I'll say for a, for a good franchise that would use him the right way, put him in the right spots. He's smart, 
22 as a senior. He won a championship in, at Villanova. So he made the game winning shot actually at Villanova, excuse mm-hmm. me. So I think he'll be a, a solid NBA professional for years to come, I feel like. On a good team, too, like that. He didn't make the game winning shot, though. He didn't? No, that wasn't him. Oh. <laughs> he made a big shot, I feel like. He's, he's, he's definitely had a lot of big shots in his All career, right. but he didn't make that game winning shot in the chip. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pose one more question before we uh. Hold on, I'm one more sleeper actually. Oh, come on, man. Just, you got more than one. Yeah, like you trying, trying to you trying to saturate the sleeper. I feel like um I feel like this guy should be no I feel like this guy should be um talked about. Uh, PJ PJ Dozier Doz Dozier um from South Carolina. South Carolina. He had a huge run in the uh tournament. He uh, he got South Carolina uh, unknown teams in the Final Four, and I think that going in the second round would be great for him. I don't think he's the best player on that team though. Who, who like, uh, Cendarius Thornwell? Yeah, I think he's better. Which one was the guy that won the uh, SEC Player of the Year? Thornwell. 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 Excuse me. Oh, I didn't mean okay. Thornwell. Yeah, I didn't mean Thornwell. <laughs> I meant Thornwell. Okay. Thornwell was, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Thornwell's the guy I was talking about. Thornwell had a great uh, postseason uh, tournament. And he, had he had a great regular season. Yeah, he had, yeah well, he's the SEC Player of the Year. You're right. Yeah. And that's, there's some players in the SEC. There's some players mm-hmm. in there. That's where uh, Kentucky comes from, right? Yeah. yeah he, mm-hmm. he outplayed all the guys. So... Right now he's going to the second round to Philadelphia, number 36. That's way too far down for him. Especially when you got like TJ Leaf is getting picked number 20th. Well, guys like I think TJ Leaf is better than him though. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I think TJ Leaf Leaf looked a lot better because he's playing with Lonzo Ball. Okay. That's the white guy on UCLA? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the next Ryan Anderson? I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Anderson Jr. <clears throat> but um if you now that you brought in a second sleeper, I think another sleeper that people may not be talking about, and you you guys know if you listen to this podcast, I'm not a Gonzaga fan, uh-huh. but Zach Collins is that guy. Really? I wasn't number ten though. <laughs> I don't know. Right? I don't know if he should go ten, but he's that guy. That's a big white you dude. Can't right? teach heart. Mm-hmm. That's he a big, got like, that early yeah. white guy. Yeah. yeah, with the beard. Yeah, yeah. no, he doesn't nah, have, a beard. have a beard. Uh, not a beard. Yeah, you're talking about. Um, I forget the other guy's name. You're talking about. Um, so he's talking about this. He's talking about this dude. Yeah, I'm talking about him. Yeah, yeah not that guy. The other guy's a big, like, chunky. Yeah, um, I forget <laughs> his name Adams right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Zach Collins, be on the lookout for him. He's definitely going to uh, make some I noise. Trust, I don't trust Gonzaga, though. What project do you have besides the, um, Mac? Shelvin Mac. Shelvin. Shelvin Mac went to... No, he was a baller. He was a baller. Yeah, he didn't go there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who did go to Gonzaga? John Stockton, right? John Stockton went to Gonzaga. they go to Gonzaga? That burger. That's the last image I have of a Gonzaga player. He got a ring? He does. That's the last image I have of a Gonzaga player. Austin's day soft ass, punk ass. Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison was there. Yeah, soft ass, punk ass. He got buckets, though. He does. Got an NBA. Like I was saying, before we move on, I just want to ask. So, you know, we're all Knicks fans. Who do the Knicks Who do Knicks draft? Who falls to the Knicks? Who? What do the Knicks need? First, firstly, like what that's a lot of questions. Talent. Where do you want me to start? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, you're we right. Need talent. <laughs> so let let's be, let's let's just keep it short. What player do you think is going to fall to the to the Knicks? Well, what player do you think is going to fall to us? We have what, what player's going to fall to them, or what the Knicks yeah. are going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, damn, that's a great question. You yeah. know what? That, that that's a better suited question. What are the Knicks going to do with this draft pick? Well, Thursday. I will be in the building Thursday's draft. <laughs> will you? Yes, I am. Oh, Representing Patrick. You didn't get the invite. What's up? Cause uh, my boy Slime had extra ticket. Let me go. Let me know. I will so be there. Slime told Coles and then tell the rest of the team. Only had one. He only had one man. I got the call. I got the call. <laughs> so we're going to industry events now. I said. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing our industry events. I'll be in the building. Rubbing elbows. And I like that. I'll tell you one thing. When they don't choose Dennis Smith Jr. and they choose Frank Nicotina or Luke Kennard, I will boo. I'll tell you right now because. I'm not in love. That, I'm not in love with Dennis Smith Jr. 
But for what we need, he is our best prospect. I can, I can imagine now him in the pick and roll with uh, Przingis. If Dennis Smith actually also pass the ball for once in a while. <laughs> He yeah, averaged six assists. Let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not do that. And teammate did suck. His teammate yeah, did suck. Let's, let's, not, let's say, not do that. I'm not going to say he can't pass. Let's just say he doesn't pass. Six assists in college is a lot. <laughs> it is. It is. So I, that's what I want. I want a point guard. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I've never seen Frank Nicotina play. Like, from what I hear, he killed it in the um, USA under 16 game or whatever it was. But he played against, like, Dennis Smith Jr., Jason Tatum, Jaddy Foggy. I'll play all of them. Right now he's 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 gaining championship pedigree. He's helping his team in uh, Europe, where he's at, uh, winning championship. Only playing five minutes a game though, or he's not playing much. He had a good game last week though. He had what, six for eleven, I think, with two steals. So like, he's six six, looks good on paper, but I'm just not a fan of these overseas players personally. But you're a fan of Porzingis. I wasn't at first, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, my expectations of Porzingis after last year have been tempered a little bit. I don't know what he is. Is he a guy we saw rookie year, or is he a guy that we saw last year who didn't prove any, at all? I think that's just a matter of the culture of the franchise. Yeah, that's, that's, I, don't, I, mean, that's, I don't think that's, I don't that's, think that's him. Issue. That's but, not a Porzingis issue. But, I mean, but it is a Porzingis issue because he's, he's on the Knicks. I, so, it's uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's hand in hand. You're right, but he'll be there longer than this clown, Phil Jackson. But by the <laughs> yeah. time... Phil's going, too. But when he's going, <laughs> when he's going right... Does that mean that the whole like he's that's that's the whole process start over again? Because they get a new coach, get a new system. Like he pretty much start him over. He's gonna be. I don't think he'll be in the league long yeah. enough, and he'll mm-hmm. have, have a better grasp of how to go about. By what then he he'll needs be in the league. Do. By then he'll be in the league his fourth year when Phil's finally gone. At that point, he should be ready to really take our team. Yeah. But instead, he's going. He's really starting class over again, and he's getting a new coach, a new system. I don't think that's him starting class yeah. over again though. You being a grown man coach with a grown man executive. We're doing things over here. We'll so see. I know. We'll see. Big things. <laughs> we'll see. Big money. Well, I think the Knicks will draft the guy, uh, Frank and Tequila. <laughs> I think that's what they're going to do. <laughs> I think it is too. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any doubt. I think they're going to do that. Frank, three for I, like, three? I think Frank. I don't want Luke Kennard. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. I don't want to see a white guy playing small forward. I, I don't want Luke Kennard either. It's gonna remember. It's gonna remind me too much of Langy Fields and Andy Rowitz. Oh, oh god, yeah. Langy Fields. Yeah. It's gonna remind me Where too much Landry of that. Yikes! Who knows? That's probably, a good question. Knows? Probably super cuts. Was great here. Was fantastic here. The fondue. <laughs> oh man! And that was our NBA draft talk. We're gonna take a quick twenty-second timeout, and we'll be back with our alternative facts segment. She's coined a new term for the times we're living in. Brace for it, parents of America. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. One of those. Oh, what? Alternative facts? Lies. We fits. Also known as stereotypes or both. And we're back with alternative facts segment, where we uh, we're gonna debunk a lot of your alleged facts, and we're gonna you know hit y'all with the with the realness. So that's what we're here to do. Uh, episode eleven. Our first alternative fact. Who got it? Here we go. Boom, I reverse, boom, I guess. Boom, boom. <laughs> no, mandatory NFL football camp. Just <laughs> mandatory. Ended, <laughs> just ended yes. this week. I'm not. I'm not sure what a lot of these NFL owners or head make, head coaches and GM are looking at the quarterback standpoint. You know, especially on these teams like Denver, the Jets, Miami, Jacksonville. Chicago, Minnesota, Cleveland. After a week of quarterback drills and practices, I'm here to tell you, you could not have been impressed from what you saw. <laughs> Those guys, they have playing quarterbacks. The Blake Bortles of the Worlds, the Ryan Tannehills, the uh, who's the guy who's got Chicago? Um, Mike Glennon, uh, Sammy Bradford. 
Trevor Simeon. These guys stink, all right? <laughs> and the quarterback out there who took a knee for the flag last year. Things weren't right in his world, as he said. But he still also produced 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. And that's better than anyone on those teams that I just named. In- and the guy he replaced <laughs> freaking got signed before him. Facts. He tight. Facts. <laughs> so when I look at someone like a Blake Bortles, who was awful last year, on a very uh, with some talented players around yeah, him. Yeah. And I hear he parties too much. He's in the beach club in Jacksonville. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Mm. And he got a guy like Kaepernick who can ball. I'm sorry. What are we looking at here? What is what are we, what does the world come to in the NFL when you got criminals, you got gangsters, <laughs> you got thugs out there in the NFL right now getting a solid paycheck, and no one cares at all. No one cares. But a man named Colin Kaepernick decides to take up for black people, take a knee. They thought the things in the black community wasn't right, and now he's out of the league right now. And some of you owners and GMs should be ashamed of yourself. Cause get, you can get fired, tired of burgers like Tannehill and Bortles and Simeon and whoever's playing court, Hackenberg hitting reporters. <laughs> Todd Bowles a good man. Todd Bowles can get fired because of that. You know, all, all you do is sign Kaepernick, and maybe we, we might go eight and eight. We might just do it, but no, we're gonna play. We're gonna play Hackenberg and go four and twelve or two and, 12, uh, two and fourteen. And the Todd Bowles will get fired. A good black man. Some nonsense. You got um, John Elway. What are you doing? You got a championship defense out there. You're throwing Trevor Simeon to the Wolves? What are we doing out here? Get a real quarterback. What's going on? L.A., you messed up with Jared Goff. Cool. Get a red of him. Bring in Cap. You got Gurley. You got Aaron Donald in the Betsy Tyler League. Get it going out there. What's up? Miami with, with Ryan Tannehill? Come on. How many quarterback coaches and head coaches got to try and come fix him? I'm tired <laughs> of seeing it. He can't throw. He's, he's, he's decent, all right? I'll give him that. He's decent. But I'll tell you one thing. Jarvis Landry and Kenny Stills, they make a lot of plays for him. Facts. I'll say, I'll say one thing. They make a lot of good plays for him. Facts. I'll say that much. And Blake Bortles, the last one. You got Robinson Hearns. You got um, um Julius Thomas. Now you got the man with kids learning for a net. And get, what are you going to do this year? I guarantee you're going to go out there and stink it up. You're going to throw late. You can get picked up. How many times? How many interceptions the crib you got to throw last year? How many are you going to throw? It's some nonsense. All I'm going to say. Absolute nonsense. Cleveland. I'm not going to mention Cleveland. I don't know who's playing quarterback over there. They signed Osweiler. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. They, signed, they traded Jimmy. Hey, they traded for Brock Osweiler. Oh, I need it. That's all you still know. my guy. The jury's still out. All you know about that. All you know about that. And, and, and Minnesota over there. Really, Minnesota? Bradford? I know Teddy B blew his knee off. I know it. But Sam Bradford, that's what we're doing. We're trying to win with that. Come on, man. I'm tired of this NFL nonsense. Good coaches are getting fired because GMs and owners want to have pride and blackball Todd, um, Colin Kaepernick. It's nonsense. Complete, utter nonsense. That's all I'm going to say about that. Just nonsense. Agreed. <laughs> um, I'm going to go a little bit left with my alternative facts. I need to address this guy from Lithuania. <laughs> go cross country. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go overseas. <laughs> so this guy, he's the president of a Lithuanian professional basketball team called BC, excuse me, BC Letovis Ritas. Uh, forgive me if I botched that whole name wrong. They won't. They won't know. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his first name. His last name is Venuskis. So now I'm quoting verbatim what he said regarding um, his basketball roster since he's the president. You know, he puts the roster together. He's probably in uh, La La Land with Phil Jackson and and, and all those other guys who get paid to do nothing. So, quote, 
We've always held a stance that there shouldn't be more than two black players on the team. Mm -mm. What happened was that coach Thomas Possessus likes to play with black players, to control them, to teach them, to tutor them. And we ended up with four players that are black. All of a sudden, they came together to form, how should I put it, a sort of a gang. It cannot be that way. No more than two black players. I can say that from my 20 years of experience in the business. Teams don't ever have more than two black players because that's when bad things start to take place. What's happening? End quote. <laughs> okay. You see how I'm just looking at Eli? Because this, this Wait, is brand new I haven't heard about this at all. What the hell? What is this article? This happened a couple of days ago. I need to report. Like, Word. what the hell? I'm 30 years old. And in my 30 years of watching basketball, playing basketball, I don't want to make this about race, but he did that. <laughs> the past few champions that we've seen, eight out of ten times, the starting lineup is primarily black. <laughs> so now you're going to tell me that if you have more than two black players, is that successful? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What basketball are you watching? Where you feel like if there's more than two black players, it's going to create a problem. What? How do you even quantify that? Like, wh wh how did we get here? And these are the type of owners that we have for these professional teams. If I want to uh, elaborate on Combs' point with all these owners, they don't want to sign Kaepernick because he's, he, he didn't want to stand for the flag. Can the man play? <laughs> At the end of the day, you're owner of a football team and you're judged by the results that the football team puts forward. You over here signing freaking women beaters, guys who go to the club with guns and shoot themselves. <laughs> a whole type of foolishness. These guys get signed. And the man Kaepernick want to bring light to freaking what's going on to the black community. And it's all of a sudden it's a problem. Just yesterday, the cop who shot Philan Castile, mm -hmm. who had a license to carry... Got off for killer for killing a man. And it happened on video, on footage. Facts. We have the ocular proof that this cop took his badge and used it as a license to kill in front of his fiance and daughter. The man life was taken away. So now that family does, doesn't even have justice to uh, lean on. They just lost somebody in their family and the United States just told them, oh, well. That's basically what they tell them. Now they're going to go to civil court and probably that police department is going to pay this thing out for them. Word, you know, give them nonsense. Like it's going to bring that man back. Word. And now you got this guy talking about you can't have more than two black players on your team. Bro, I don't know who you, where you came from, but I'm pretty sure if owners of any other professional team in Europe could get some of the best black players. You, we got high school players telling NCAA, no thank you, I'm going to go overseas mm -hmm. yeah. to go earn a living. And you're telling me that you can't have more than two black players? What Bro, league is this guy in? Yeah, I don't know what league he's <laughs> what, in, what, what, what he's league talking is this? about. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know this, what Lithuanian league that is. That's this brings me back to the narrative that people always want to control black folks. And I don't understand why. Why can't we be treated the same way as you treat anyone else? Why does it have to be about black or white? When I get on the court, I don't care if you purple, green, blue. I want to know, can he play? Facts. <laughs> can he play? Can he help me win? Okay, let's bring him on. What the hell is this guy talking about? More than two black players as a gang. And why is, it, why is a gang only associated with black, black folks people? when gangs are all over the world? Facts. We got the mafia. We got the Chinese mafia. We got MS-13. The Aryan <laughs> Brotherhood. Come on, man.
Anything we we the less the less dangerous. You got the fucking Mexican niggas fucking tattooing the face and shit, scaring people to death, half to death. That nigga's scary as shit. But that's my alternative facts that you can't have more than two black players on a professional basketball team to be successful. Come on, man, get out of here. And whoever's playing for that team, if Yo, I'm black, out. I'm, I'm out. Get out. I'm out. I'm out. Word. Give my check. Give my check for this last year. I ain't want my check. Keep that. I want my check. I want check. No, I'm flying out. Give my check. Give my check. I'm flying out. Let him go. Let him go. Give my check. I ain't leaving the money. Dirk about it. Y'all give me what I owe. You pay what you owe. I don't know where that came from, but... But that's my alternative. I like that, though. That was good. That was good. You should have laughed. That's the whole... That just takes the whole... That's a tough act to fire. Damn, damn, bro. We from jokes and all serious. That's the with some heat. I like it. Let's get back to the jokes, all right? Let's get back to the jokes. Let's get back to the jokes. Back to the fun time. Right? Fun time with Cole's back. Let's paint the picture, ladies and gentlemen. The year was 2013. Three old-ass Negroes, because I, I was told I had to use the, the N-Wordy Morning Show. The three old-ass Negroes were involved in a trade that set back an organization for years. Those three men, excuse me, two men, were Paul Pierce and KG. The third man involved was another Negro named Billy King, who <laughs> who gave up the 2013, 2014, 2017, and 2018 picks to the Boston Celtics for two ass old dudes, Deron Williams and Joe Johnson. The dream was they can compete in the East with LeBron James. Ladies and gentlemen, the time of this trade, the Cameron was 37. <laughs> 37! Coming off playing half the year in Boston. Paul Pierce, who had some left in the gas, was also paired with Deron Williams, who, as we know, went to uh, went to Brooklyn and just was. Out, I'm done here. I'm done. He, he, he got Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. <laughs> Let's fast forward now to 2017. The Bo- the Brooklyn Nets are possibly the worst team ever put on paper. Are, Go they, ahead. The, are they the worst franchise in all the major sports? Yes. I can't they're, they're, do competing, that. they're competing with the Jets right now. They're competing with the Jets. <laughs> I can't do that. Who's worse than them? The Jets are. But no, 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 no. The Jets have a future, though. Continue with your turn of fact. I'm not going to go too, <laughs> that's, too that's, that's going to go all the way left. The problem with the Nets is that not only are they bad, but they have no future right now. They Their pick this year and next year are gone, ladies and gentlemen. That means that the next time they bring in a, a rookie that's a top pick, Will be in two more years, three more years, and for t- for the time to take that that third person, that rookie that they bring in three more years to actually be good, no, three more years. This they can be bad, ladies and gentlemen, for another like seven seven years, eight years, ten years. It's not it's not a crazy thing. Now they do have they do have cap, but who the hell is going to take that money? What's going to happen is Brooklyn's going to have to overpay some burger like Roberson, hoping that they turn into a to a player. Or they're going to bring in a guy like uh, Simmons on Spurs. Or they're going to they're reach on someone and pay him more than what it should be. Cobra and Pope. pray. Cobra Pope. And pray that this guy can turn to a superstar that we didn't see. And it happened. The one, the one asset they have, Brook Lopez. And the sad thing about it, that at the, long, the longer they hold him, his value goes down and down. Because as you see, ladies and gentlemen, a center is not needed anymore. If you can, A center who can actually score is not needed. If you can block shots and run the floor like Capella... I don't need to pay a center millions of dollars to actually score basketball if I have guards around him. So the turn of fact is that everyone was to laugh at the Knicks and joke with the Knicks and clown them, but very quietly, very quietly, the team that is miserable 
across the bridge in Brooklyn <laughs> that honestly shouldn't even be allowed to play in that beautiful state in Barclays Center. They should be delegated to some park in Riverbank, probably. Mil- like, mil- like, go play That's an alternative fact. Barclays is not a beautiful stadium. You don't think so? No. It looks good. If you're over 5'7", it's not a beautiful stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who designed that arena, but if you're over 5'7", you can barely sit and enjoy the game. Your knees are going to be at your freaking throat. That's crazy. The Brooklyn Nets don't deserve to play in the Barclays Center. They should be playing in Rucker Park, maybe. Maybe they should go find a park in Brooklyn and put some chairs and some some folding chairs and play in front of the people right there. Because they're terrible. No one should even have to pay to, to watch them. And Billy King, honestly, never get out again. That, that trade is awful. To give up three picks, three Picks in the future for these old Negroes, even at best, let's say at best that Garden at thirty-seven and Joe Johnson and Deron Williams and Paul and Paul Pierce won a championship. There's no way in hell you would possibly believe that that would go on for any longer. Like you had one year doing that, so why would you give two more picks for that? Question: Was that Billy King or was that Prokhorov telling Billy King we need to do something right, right, right now? You know what? The, the owner did say do that. He said give up three picks though. <laughs> <laughs> he said give up twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen. <laughs> And now Boston over here about to reload on some people and do some things, all right? What I'm hearing about to make some trades over here. So that's my turn of fact, that the Knicks are not the worst team in the, in, in the in New York area, metro area. <laughs> the fact is that the, 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 the Brooklyn Nets are, are, are arguably the worst team in sports. And it's not changing anytime soon. So if you're a Nets fan, buckle up. <laughs> you're, you're here for a long ride. You're here for a long ride, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that was good. That, that was that was probably our best alternative fact segment yet, if you ask me. <laughs> but with that, we're going to take a 20-second timeout. We'll be back with Combs and our law firm, Mediocrity. Stay with us. Are you an all-star player over 30? Are you allergic to playoff success? Romo, buying time. Throws it's intercepted, intended for Bryant. Picked off by Revis. And the Jets have the ball back in Cowboy territory. Here on the Past Their Prime Podcast, we specialize in identifying professional mediocrity. Losing playoff record. Shame. No rings. Shame. Robbing the fans and teams of millions of dollars. What's up, everybody? We're back. This is the law firm of mediocrity. Uh, The segment where my my, my esteemed panelists of co-hosts will nominate a burger or somebody they deem mediocre. I know last week was a little heated discussion we had with Wale and, <laughs> and, and M- MMG, but and um and John nominated Pelham Pizza. <laughs> so if anybody out there want to nominate anybody, you know, uh, hit us on Twitter, Instagram, Pastor Prime Five, send us your nominations, candidates, anything you want. But uh, for now, I'm gonna give the floor to you, gentlemen. Who wants to go first? You got it. I'll go. Now, mind you, this is not, this is not my, my candidate, but I, I thought I had to mention this. Tory Lanez was the best player I've ever seen in my life. Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> the worst player. He can sing Tory Lanez. He can sing and rap. He can sing and rap. But the boldness in his basketball skills. Good Lord. My God, that block was... <laughs> Bro, he looked like he never picked up a basketball in his life. <laughs> the fact you fell into the, to the gate. <laughs> he fell on top of you, too. The guy was blocking. All right, all right, all right. Let's back a track. Let's back a track. That was a rough one, Tori. We like your music. Stay off the basketball court. Keep a hat on. Keep a hat on. And stay off the court. Stay off the court. Stay out the malls. And stay out the drug game. Just make this music, bro. (laughs) Let's get back on track, though. The year is 2012, ladies and gentlemen. The year is 2012. The man put out what I think 
It's probably the best R&B album the past decade. You're attacking a musician again. Wow. The past decade. <laughs> best R&B album of the past decade? The best R&B album the past decade. Ten well, years. Ten years. In the past ten years. You I sure think, you want to stick with that? I think. Including like R. Kelly's and... I think this album, to me at least, this album, this album the... was incredible to me. And because of this album, this man is treated like a god when it comes to R&B. This man is treated like... He, he, he even said himself, he, he only works with... Artist he respects, he only does certain things. He's you you don't see him in my features. He's I right now he's doing a cover for Beyonce's uh, uh, Crazy in Love for the soundtrack of um, Fifty Shades of Darker, whatever it's called. The man I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, Miguel. Where is he at? Oh, where is Miguel at? And the album I'm talking about classical dreams. That album was dope. That was a very good album. That album was super very dope. Solid album. And you know what? It might not be the best R&B album of the At decade. All. <laughs> At all. Last <laughs> 10 years? Yo, Thank you. Fuck it. Yeah. I thought it was. What, what album did you have over it? It's fire, but that the one. last 10 years. Yo, that one's dope. I think you got to give me some time to go yo. back in the memory bank to think about that. But yo, honestly, we may have to years? do a different podcast wow. to discuss R&B albums of the past 10 years. To I mean, I'm, that. off of my top of my head, like 10. Quickly. Uh, if you think about Adorn, the, the numbers the numbers Adorn did. All right. That's a single. Wait, 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 wait. All right. I need you to quantify <laughs> and get away from numbers and the quality of the music. Okay, but the quality of the album not exactly related. The quality of the album is always quality of the album incredible. The quality of the album is incredible. Okay, I agree. Incredible. But to say it's the best R and B album in the past ten what, years what, think is about, a reach. What album? What album? Why is it a reach? What album do you have over? That's right a different now? podcast, different yeah, day. Right? Right? We'll dump into that. So you can't we're talk not, about. We're not hip hop. You can't say I'm reaching. You can't say I'm reaching. You can't give me one album that you think is better than it. One album on top of your head. Bro, we saying. got we got we got breezy, we got Neo out here. Come on, don't I do feel that. you, but I think it's a classic. That. To me, that's a classic. Even the Dream has so, a good album. Yeah, the Dream. Come on, and to me, it's better than all of them. To me, to me, it's better. You than think Glasgow Dream is better than well, no, Love Me Um All Summer, Hate Me All Winter? That shit might not even be better than Bruno Mars joint. Right. Bruno, Bruno Mars, like, yeah. Like, come on. That's not even that yeah. better. Yeah. Like, peeing all over Glasgow Dream. Peeing over it. ピーノ。ピーノ。ピーノ。オーツリーオーツリーブルーノマーズアルバムピーノマーズミゲルだから。ナンバーズ。ナンバーズ。ナンバーズ。ナンバーズ。ナンバーズ。ナンバーズ。
great album. And people put him in this, in this class, they call him the baby face of our era, the prince of our era. He's eating for one album. Wow, yeah, I don't know about the baby face. Like Yo, yeah. he's compared to. He's compared to. When you, when you ask him about Miguel, they do, I, like, they, they, I always tell you, don't listen to Dave. Yo, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who these they are. Like, yo, I ain't seen Miguel since he but, leg dropped. Exactly, like, that's it. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm asking you is he mediocre? Is he really just mediocre guy that has, has one great album? So that's, is he really like some guy that's being? That's, is he is he, he quarterback by the one championship? Is he Flacco? He was championship years ago, and then he's still getting treated as a top ten quarterback. Is that who he is? Did he win a chip in 2013, 2012? I like that. Is he no Flacco of the R&B game? What's the last album? That album was 24. Uh, Wild Heart was in 2015. 2015. Was, was Wild Heart. The last thing he did was play a Cuban American gangster in Ben Affleck's movie, like, <laughs> Live by Night, which is poop. That album sucked. All right? I mean, that movie was trash. That was 2016. And now he's doing he's doing a, a cover of Beyonce's Crazy in Love for 50 Shades of Darker. That's the last music he's put out. So his last album was Wild Heart in 2015. 15 before that which I didn't like that much and last album before that he had an EP in between that was, was brutal and then he had Classical Dream so my question to you is is the man overrated? is he mediocre? I think so I wouldn't say Miguel is overrated but I would say that the R- a lot more R&B artists have came out since since he got, since he yeah since yeah. the weekend of course you got um do we count the weekend as R&B or do mm-hmm. we count him as pop like how like what well, I guess they're kind of the same thing now. He's both. He's both. Because then that's because I mean, I like his hair. album's better than Miguel Joy too. We like, with the hair with Harvey. Like, like, behind the madness is a masterpiece. You feel me? Like, our boy fire. Our boy fire. We came with the hair with R&B. The guy without the hair, he's like, he pop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. This this star boy is more pop. Yeah, that's part. Yeah, yeah, we behind the madness is more. That was dope. Okay. That was lit. Okay. Yeah. I watched the set for Made in America last year. It's how it worked. It got, got emotional. I was like, oh, this this was lit. Okay. Um. I go into my law from a mediocrity candidate, the guy who goes by PG thirteen. Oh come on! Please come oh, to the front. Paul oh, George. Mm-hmm. Paul George. On the Pacers. On the Indiana Pacers. Okay. No, I'm sitting next to you. Because he was talking, he was talking some shit though. I seen it. No, I, I was good. No, I'm sitting right next to you. I'm sitting right next to you. Sneaker just nah, dropped. Let eat cook. Let eat cook. Nike gave him a sneaker. Gave him a sneaker. How dare you, Paul George? Which is fire, by the way. Sneaker's fire. All right. You were quoted as saying that we need more talent on the team, but we're not that far from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, Paul George. <laughs> when I usually hear somebody say we're not that far, usually means you know you're one or two steps behind them, right? Mm-hmm. Seven game series. Mm-hmm. Let me ask the gentleman here that are next to me. It was a seven game series. It was. How many games did that series end in? Nada. In four. In four games. <laughs> so you're telling me you're close. You gotta give me the full mask. <laughs> the Swiffer got brought out immediately for that series once CJ Miles missed that go-ahead shot. <laughs> okay. And now, then you double down and say, yeah, we're not that far, but we do need to add more talent to be competitive against the Cavaliers. So, Paul George, what is it? <laughs> Are you not that far or you need more talent? It's both. How you not that far when you got cracked in four games, in a seven-game series. Because each game they were in it. They didn't go out in those games. They were in it each game, and they were in the basket most of those games. If he had a little more help, he had someone to help him, besides your boy Jeff Teague over here, stinking it up, and CJ Miles stinking it up. He had some help. Jeff Teague's not my guy anymore. Like, he's some the, help. The update roster, Maybe he had some help, <laughs> they were winning games. God. Over here, Maybe you should guy. be in the gym and working out and not talking about you're not that far. 
You were the seventh seed, barely made the playoffs, and got cracked by LeBron James and company. Cracked we in four games. This application is tossing the win. I'm not application. Tossing the win. Well, George, then you come back and say that, oh, I'm signed with the Indiana Pacers for one more year, so I intend to play for one more year. <laughs> Bro, let him know. Let him know. Bro, you need to, you need to, you need to get up out of here. Yeah, yeah, what you talking about? That experiment is over. <laughs> if you think that you could compete with Cleveland with with the Indiana Pacers, then you're definitely in a delusional world. You're probably smoking that same stuff Phil Jackson smoking. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from him, though? What, what do you want from him? E? I want him to be quiet after you lose. He's mad, right? <laughs> he got swept. Al difference stinks. Monta Ellis and what's the other guy that just got caught? Yeah, Reggie just got suspended for smoking weed. <laughs> weed. No, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't weed. What was it? <laughs> it was um steroids. Steroids. At the eight point of the game, you take steroids. Get out of here. Steroids. He's he's frustrated. He might he might walk into the locker room like, damn, nigga. All you do is average eight points a game on steroids. Like, take a ten. Hey, yo, you not average double figures with steroids. What are you, what are you, Monta Ellis? Come on, man. But poor George. You want to join um, this mediocrity firm, and I don't think you want to be part of that. You don't want to. You don't want to be in that mediocre firm. Don't don't do that to yourself. Go to LA, work out, come back right for the season. Get yourself on the All NBA team too. What's up with you? Talking about you close. You can't even make the All NBA team. There's three teams. You can't crack one of them. Talking about you're closer to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't want to hear it. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Defend your boy. Like, I just did. Defend your boy. Like, you know what I'm working out. You see what he's doing? Coles, there's three All-NBA teams. He can't crack one? He should have made it. It's hate. It's pure hate. Who are you taking off of him? I got to look at it right now. All right. Nobody. Well, review the applications, Coles. Hmm, Paul George. It's not a bad one. Had a devastating knee injury. Came back. Plays well. I'm not sure if he's a superstar or a star. He's on the All-Star team. I'll give him that. He doesn't miss a lot of game-winning shots. Hmm. It doesn't seem a lot. Like- he misses all his game-winning shots. That's a fact. <laughs> And talk about your close. Doesn't seem the best leader, you know. Um, Larry Legend left Indiana, so I'm not sure what he's holding on to there. Mm, Paul George, I'm gonna put, put Paul in a Meek Mill category. Wait, is this all? You can get it here? back. The flame is still lit. Yeah, right? The pilot flame is you're not done, though. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold on. Lit. You ask me who's fight could take. Chris Paul could take. Oh, we're talking about forwards. Oh, yeah, boy. Forwards. Forwards. Take it. Forwards, 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 bro. forwards only. You're not, playing, you're not playing point guard, Chris Paul. Right, he said he's point guard. He goes up point, 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 point guard. Jimmy Butler. He said Jimmy Butler. He, he finished higher than you in seeds. Quick question. You're reaching. Quick question. Quick question. No, 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 no. Quick question. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get to the to the definites here. On June seventeenth, you're gonna look at me in my face mm-hmm. and tell me that Paul George is better than Jimmy Butler. He better season. That's not, not. That was question. not the question. No, but my when question. It, when it comes to this. When it comes to this, all it's a yes or no question. Do you think yeah, Paul even. George? I mean, they're even. To me, they're exactly even players. No, they are. <laughs> Do you think that Paul George they're is even. better than Jane than Jane? They are even. Butler? They're even. If, if you, you have to, if you have to choose, you can't tell the GM you're yeah, even. I don't know who we who we who we draft. Who are you drafting? I don't know. I've been sitting for I was sitting for hours. Like, no, you, don't, don't, you, don't go, you don't you don't got you don't got hours. <laughs> you got this very minute that I'm asking you. I'm taking Paul George. Okay. That's all I wanted to hear. I'm taking Paul George. Look, look, look at the stats though. Look at the okay. stats. No, no, no. That's it. We don't even that's have to go cool. to the stats. The stats on Paul George are nice. They're fun, I'm sure. But Jimmy averaged this year 24. No, it's 24 and 6. And Paul George with five averaged assists, with five and a half assists. I, I kind of, yeah. Jimmy was able to win a few games in the playoffs. 
Yeah, Paul George LeBron. wasn't there he, when he zero. LeBron though. Okay. And and Paul George averaged twenty four in four uh three assists and seven boards. Like they're, they're like identical players. They're the same person. Okay. And Paul George's team was better than the Bulls. So why didn't he win that that award? That okay. that spot. Come on, man. Hate. 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 Hey, I know you're not talking about hate. Hey, hey, hey. Stop it. My courtroom. I know you're not talking about hate over there. Hey. After you raise up some new artist every week talking about hate. John Walton, you got somebody? I ain't got nobody this weekend, brother man. All right, well, on that note, we got Miguel, we got Paul George, two uh, once shining stars in their perspective industries. You know, I think I like like them both because, you know, they're both two people next year that are due for big years, I feel like. Miguel needs to come back, make a record. Paul George needs to bounce back, go to L.A. possibly, get off, get off to Indiana, and, and do some things out there, you know? So I like where we're going here, these law firm mediocrities. If I had to pick one, I would pick Miguel, considering Paul George actually plays. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen or heard from Miguel in a while. It's been a while, Miguel. The last thing I think you had was the, the J. Cole feature. Um, no, that's what you had, coffee. Coffee? Yeah, coffee was more yeah. recent okay. than... Um, you're talking about Born Center. That's yes. three albums. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we've heard Miguel since then. Yeah. All right. That's his last hit, though, probably. Born Center. Well, uh, what do you mean that's, that's his last hit? Miguel? Oh, no. Coffee was his last hit. That hit? Yeah. With Wale, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's, why, that's why I didn't do good. That's why I didn't do good. So, right? Miguel, Miguel, I'm going to pick Miguel. You know, he needs, a, he needs a good fall, a good summer. He needs a summer song, possibly, leading up to the September, October, fall seasons. You know, a lot of R&B people seem like they came and passed them. Ty Dolla Signs, the the weekend. Ty Dolla Sign really, really R&B. Hey, I don't want to do that. Making, I mean, he's he, making music. He's kind of like the hook guy, like, yeah. and like the I don't know, like he's not really R&B. Like, I'm not gonna do that. I get. He has no range like, for yeah, me to yeah, call yeah, R&B. You're right, Jeremiah's. <laughs> okay, now we're talking you know R&B. Uh, we still see Breezy out there. Yeah. The weekend dibbles and dabbles, I guess, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. You know, so Miguel. You're going to mediocrity. Love for a mediocrity. Welcome. Until we see something. You're in the Meek Mill category, Miguel. Actually, no. Meek actually got a little heat. Meek is doing something. I see Meek in this show. Meek's been bubbling, man. I told you, Meek's lighter fluid. You got to click a couple times, but it's on. You got to shake it. You got to shake it. Miguel's lighter? You got to be new one. That's right, lit, man. It's not lit. It's not lit. It's not a torch. It's not a torch, but it's a regular pick. It's a regular pick. The pilot light is on. Honestly, right now, what Coles is saying. We have the big lighters, the official ones, like mm-hmm. it's lit like big, and then you got the see-through lighters. Meek <laughs> <laughs> Mill is the see-through yeah, lighter bro. right now. Yeah. Okay. He, he, still, didn't, he didn't get to the big. It still worked okay. though. Yeah. It still works. It works. It's still serviceable. <laughs> but it might. But 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 it yeah, might be on your thumb. Yeah. Meek yeah. 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 Mill's lighter needs a stove to help. A little help with a stove, right? Yeah. But Bogel's lighter is empty. That's just empty. That's just done. You, you go go store buy another lighter for two dollars. Damn. <laughs> All right, Miguel, there you have it. Crazy. <laughs> there you have it. Law Firm Mediocrity, folks. Um, if you want to send us uh, anyone you want to uh, nominate or any candidates you think should be in the Law Firm Mediocrity, like I said earlier, hit us up on Pastor Prime 5 on Instagram, Twitter. You already know. We're going to take a quick break and come back with the with the, our Pastor Prime segment. Yeah. Oh, on my back. Knew I shouldn't have played in that game yesterday. If only I listened to that little voice in my head. See, I told you so. I told you shouldn't have played in that damn game. You out here trying to trying to cook like Harden, trying to crab joke like LeBron. Man, you are past your prime. And we're back with our past their prime segment, segment where our hosts take the liberty of uh, nominating 
anybody in any walk of life, whether it be sports, music, uh, politics. Uh, that could be one of their co-workers. <laughs> um, it could be a family member. It could be anybody in any walk of life that is just, they're not holding up their end of the bargain. They're kind of lagging. And, you know, they kind of just, we kind of just, we're here to put them to rest, put them to bed. And let them know that they're officially and unexplicably past their prime. So, episode 11, fellas, what's up? Who's, who's giving me the first PTP candidate? Want me to go first? You know, we already know how I got. Let's do it. I mean, do it. Do it to your boy. Yeah, like, do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm officially releasing Dwight Howard's contract with Marcus Coles Entertainment. <laughs> the big fella. The big fella. He did holding out for a long time. Cheeks. But after these comments, I could no longer support him. Now, once he passes prime, he had a productive season. He averaged 13 and 13 for the Hawks. But in today's NBA, he's just not cutting it. So, know what he did? He went on to t- on on live uh, interview today. Instead, these comments today, not today. Excuse me. Oh, he went on one TV and made some comments concerning the evolution of his basketball game. And I quote: "I've been working on my threes, really trying to add some range to my game." Howard said, Ooh. "Which is going to be weird for people to see, I guess. They used to seeing me in the paint battling, but in order for me to play longer, I have to expand my game." The game is not just back to the basket, get the ball in the post and go to work. It's more stepping away from the basket, setting screens, popping, shooting threes, and stuff like that. People haven't seen me do that, and it's going to be an adjustment for me, but also the fans. I think it's going to be fun. <sighs> Let's digest this. Is it for the fans? It's not good for anyone. for the fun? Dwight Howard. It's be fun for the Dwight fans. Howard. <laughs> You're telling your owner and your coach that you show these points. It's going to be good for the fans. It's going to be fun. How about the team? How about the team? <laughs> What do you? What have you done in your career to suggest that you will be a good three-point shooter? Look at some numbers here. Let's just dive into this. Your free throw percentage, my man, is fifty-three percent. You've had the best coach in the world try to teach you post-up games. Forget three-point range. You've had legends try to teach you a post-up game. Kareem, Wilt. These guys have worked with you. Not Wilt. Wilt. Excuse me, not Wilt. Kareem, though. <laughs> Kareem. And Elijah one, Kareem, Patrick, Kareem, Patty, you. Patty, you, and Elijah one have t- have tried to teach you how to use, use a hook shot. They have they try to teach you a post move you can remember remember in the game. <laughs> you can't even get that done. You can't even do that. Let's dive further into this. Guys like Demarcus Cousins, Brook Lopez, Horford, and Gasol have extended the range. But guess what? They can shoot mid range shots, bro. You're shooting. 23% on shots further than 12 feet. Look at this. Oh my goodness. 23% of shots good further. You sure you didn't look up Ricky Rubio? <laughs> 12 feet. Oh my goodness. 12 feet. That's a floater. <laughs> You're shooting 23%. So let me get straight. Three of the best centers of all time. Three top 50 centers of all time. Couldn't teach you a post move. They couldn't teach you how to shoot a free throw. And you're shooting 12% from mid-range. Mm-hmm. And you want to take a step further back and shoot three-pointers. <laughs> Have you lost your mind? Are you th- are you all there, Dwayne Howard? I'm starting, to, I'm starting to think that you're more fun than actual basketball. You're just you're just out there. You're, you're all about having fun. You're not about basketball anymore. You're just 12 and 13, but... I don't know what you are anymore. Dwight Howard, I'm done with you. Marcus Cole's entertainment's done with you. And 
you're right. It, 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 for us, it'll be fun. We can roast you over here, three pointers. But it'll be fun. With your teammates, probably not. Shoulder, probably. Like, God damn it, Dwight Howard. If you don't get your ass in the post, oh man, Dwight Howard, you're, you're done. You're past your. And I will say this: if this actually works out, this if this nonsense works out, I will be the first one to say, "I'm sorry. I apologize, Dwight Howard. You got it. Shoot your threes." But based on numbers, I doubt it will happen. What, what is your three-point percentage for your, for your career? Your three-point percentage is... Point fifteen percent You are a point fifteen percent three-point shooter of your career. <laughs> and you're talking about expanding your range? Bro, I'm closing, my, I'm, closing my, I'm closing my laptop. You heard that laptop closing? I'm done here. Boy, how are you done? Done. Oh, my goodness. goodness. <laughs> Yo... Right now, I'm going to go into my past wow. day prom candidate, but I got to stop myself from laughing at that. <laughs> that, that was great. That was a good one. Wow. <laughs> you got to kill somebody you love. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dwight, too. That's your guy, Dwight. I love Dwight. Sometimes <laughs> you got to put a nigga to bed. Like You got to put a nigga to rest. Like It happens. Alright man, so you know, for those who follow me on social media, you know I was rooting for the Cavs this year to win the chip. Cavs and seven, defend the land. They didn't work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't work out That's for me. That's an understatement. <laughs> I feel you though, brother. Uh, like, you know, you know I feel you, I feel you paid. Everybody knew Friday was payday was in my SMS asking for the money. <laughs> You know, luckily I, I I I work for a living, so I was able to afford to pay all these people back. I don't just do the podcast; I actually do have a nine to five, so I was able to pay my debts to society. But um, to go on my uh, past a prom candidate, I'm gonna have to go to Cleveland, you know, the land, and uh, have to holler at my boy. Not not really, not really, not really my boy. I never really. How to him as a great basketball player, but he's a solid. He's a solid pro, solid, solid pro. Wherever he went, he definitely contributed. But Richard Jefferson, <laughs> you're past your prime. RJ, yeah, you know I was listening to the podcast, road tripping with Shannon and RJ, was, and bro, you what? know the podcast with Shannon and RJ. Yeah, road tripping with Shannon yeah. with Shannon and RJ. <laughs> they been had that from like last season, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Yo, it was like, I don't even understand why. Yeah, it was so is hilarious. Is that the first time you've heard about these this? Two burgers <laughs> <laughs> We're got burgers too. We got a lot of free time. Yeah, they got a lot of free time though. <laughs> but um, so yeah. So you know, on the podcast, the last episode they had LeBron James on on there to end their season. And you know, Rich Jefferson mentioned, yeah, he's not sure exactly what his next step is. <laughs> and he's not sure whether he wants to come back or, you know, wants to pursue other things. RJ from podcaster to podcaster, it's time for you to go on a road trip for real with you. <laughs> Take this podcasting seriously. I don't want to see you on the NBA court unless you're commentating or analyzing the game. I don't want to see you in a jersey or warm up or anything like that. The only time I want to see you on the court is if either you're a coach or the front office or you're part of the media. I don't want to see you in a jersey again, Richard Jefferson. You've had a solid 16 year career, you got one championship ring. You were a sacrificial lamb guarding KD this past finals. RJ, it's over. Retire. It's done. You're past your prime. I understand you're an athlete. If you want to compete, compete in a different field. If you want to compete in the NBA, that's not happening anymore. It's over. You're past your prime, bro. 
I don't want to hear that you're not sure what you're doing. I, I want to hear that you're sure you're not playing basketball <laughs> at a professional level. I'm pretty sure you could go to Cleveland and play pickup, go to practice. You know what KG been doing this past season. But as far as you put on a professional basketball jersey, no. I don't want to see that. Whether it's here or in China, I don't want to see that. The podcast is great. Keep doing your thing. I'm going to holler at you, bro. Excuse me. <laughs> and for my pastor prime candidate, this weekend is the Money in the Bank for WWE. <laughs> and, you know, I could go on some low-hanging fruit and some repug wrestlers <laughs> that are awful on the roster right now. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with the reason those wrestlers are bad. That's the boss, man, I'm attacking. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You're a pastor prime, sir. The boss? The boss. Damn. The man who's behind the longest-running live television show on Monday night for 20 years straight. Vinnie Mac. Now, sir, you're worth $1.2 billion. Oof. $1.2 billion. And you still want to have your input on Raw and SmackDown. For what reason? <laughs> what reason, Vince? Your boy Donald Trump's in the White House. Go over there with him someday. Do something, Vinnie Mac. <laughs> but right now, the product I'm seeing on Raw and SmackDown... It's just awful. It's awful. All that hard work Triple H did in NXT to build up all these good wrestlers, the Finn Balors, the Sasha Banks, the Alpha Team, American Alpha, Bailey, um, Becky Lynch, Sami Zayn, and even one of my favorites, Finn Balor. All this hard work Triple H did on NXT to build them all up. You single-handedly came and ruined everything by throwing these old, stale matches, <laughs> bringing back dinosaurs and the Hardy Brothers, Throwing Brock Lesnar out there to beat up every, anybody anytime you want. You gave Samoa Joe a push. I'll give you that. That's probably, Triple H, that's probably Triple H's call. And that's why I'm leaving this. It's time to give your son-in-law, Triple H, the full reins of everything and Vince go away. You see, they got problems. Triple H I see. Oh, yes, I see. As he should be. Really? As Triple H should be. But Triple H's putting the groundwork in. He's on NXT, the show that's not on TV. He's putting the work in. Grooming these guys, the new days. He's grooming them, working with them. They do it for the camera work and the wrestling skills. And what does Vince does? He finds the biggest guy he likes, Braun Strowman, the biggest motherfucker in the world. And they go, "Ego, you Braun, you're the champion. Throw people around. No moves really. Roman Reigns can't tell a story with the wrestling. But you know what? You're big and strong. You got muscles. So we'll put you <laughs> in the front line. We're done with that, Vince. We want to see real wrestlers out there, not just big muscle steroid guys. We want to see real wrestling. It's time for you to just. I don't see it to leave the company, but take your wife, Linda. She's done with politics. You two go to Connecticut, lay low, chill. You got the billions and go wherever you want. Just like it, let, just leave Triple H and let Stephanie and uh, Shane be his capos. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Vince, sir, you are not fired, <laughs> but you are past your prime, my friend. You are past your prime, Vince. And that's that. I like it. So episode 11, we had... Dwight Howard. <laughs> who would you give us? Richard Jefferson. Richard, <laughs> Richard Jefferson. And Vinny Mac. Yeah. You want more submission? <laughs> I mean, I guess you, submission? you can do it on the behalf of a slime who, who's not here. Sure. On behalf of slime. On Tory Lanez. <laughs> Back to Tory Lanez. Your best on behalf of the podcast. Your basketball. <laughs> your career in basketball is, is done. I don't ever want to see you pick up basketball in your Thanks. life. The fact the first person you have blocked to the gate, <laughs> <laughs> then you're taking fadeaways, yeah. shooting the balls in the trees. Oh, God. 
<laughs> you get stripped by so by my by, by the way, the guy you're playing was terrible. Yeah, also. He was trash. The guy you're playing is is over here. You're stepping you. That's <laughs> awful. How do you get? Hold on. Hold on. Hey, hold on. One on one. Hold on. <laughs> How do you get your step in a half court one on one game? <laughs> It's one on one, bro. Yo, it's not half court. It's like a circle. <laughs> You're Yo, playing you on a playground park, Fisher Quiet Rim. Facts. And you get your step? Nah, bro. You're done. You're done. And the late submission <laughs> The late application. Facts. Okay. But, um, for this, <laughs> for this week, I, um,. Man, I I, I want to give it to you for the for the Dwight Howard because I know it took a lot for you to, to do that to your boy. To you know you had to you had to send him a drift, send send him a sale. Like I I feel you on that. Put him on a triple, one 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 ticket. <laughs> <laughs> ticket. Best no, friends become no, strangers. No return, no return <laughs> ticket, bro. Just go. But I, I'm gonna go with 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 uh with Vinnie Mac only Vinnie because Mac. like uh, from from here what Combs is saying, you know I I see the resemblance almost. In Phil Jackson, like that—that's all I hear when I when I yes, hear what he's saying exactly. about Vinnie Mac. Stuck in old it's ways. It's like yeah, you're stuck in your you're stuck in your old ways. Like, guys, time is changing. The triangle dead. Like this, this, this. You know, you gotta you gotta push past things. So you know, Vinnie Mac. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta build with the times. You gotta move with the times, and you're not moving. You you stuck. You stuck in you stuck in neutral. I don't. You might be in reverse right now. I don't know which way you're going, but you gotta you gotta look forward. And Triple H has that forward vision and. You know, I think I think it's about time you you it give is. it up. Like, I mean, I'm not really that into wrestling. I, you know, I'm not really keeping up with what's going on with the WWE. But I mean, you know, y'all two, the Coles brothers, they are resident. Yeah. You know, all WWE these new guys analysts. that Triple H just found. You Money in Bank Sunday. Money in Bank Sunday. Yeah, all these new guys Triple H just found is is looking good. They're great wrestlers. They got a nice little gimmick going. And then Vince comes, don't mess fodder to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Those must fodder the problems. Time to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's Brock. Those are around the ring for ten minutes. So. <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm saying. So Vinnie Mac, it's it, it, it it, it a real wrestler. I mean, yeah, I mean Vinnie Mac is like you said. He's worth one two one point two billion. Like mm-hmm. some some to that degree. I mean, enjoy enjoy that in the past their prime lounge. I mean, you, <laughs> enjoy yes. that you got enough time to spend all those billions. Along with other, all the other past their prime candidates. I'm so. a successful candidate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats. Absolutely. You gonna fire Absolutely. us. You gonna hear us. Fire us. <laughs> Coles, Dub, E, you're fired. <laughs> so, Vinnie Mac, welcome. Episode 11. You, sir, are past their prime. And with that, that ends another episode of the Past Their Prime podcast. As always, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Past Their Prime 5. You can follow us on Twitter at past their prime and as always you can send us applications any suggestions questions you want to debate us uh, you know talk your mess you know tell uh, combs that draymond is not top five you can always send that to <laughs> at pa- uh you can send that to past their prime five at gmail.com uh i'm your host dub you can follow me at dubs on deck on instagram and twitter boy Coles, you can follow me on cooney cobain on uh, twitter and uh marcus underscore costanza and don't worry but y'all who didn't see Tory Lane's basketball clip, we will put it on podcast. <laughs> we will put it on the IG page. And it's your boy E as always, EA Sports 718 on Twitter, E underscore money 718 on the gram. Holla at your boy. It's your boy Combs underscore Combs914 underscore on all platforms. You already know. Great episode, fellas. And for past day prom, we out here. Slime. <laughs>